Now here's our main text. Look at Matthew chapter 16. And for some reason, this just came alive to me last night. And, uh, and I'm going to read it to you. All right, so I'm going to read the passage, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go back and talk about it a little bit. When Jesus came to the region, this is verse 13 in Matthew 16. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, that whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Then he sternly warned the disciples not to tell anyone that he was a Messiah. Let's stop right there for now. So here's the passage. I've read this before because this was familiar to even when we first started the church, how the Lord spoke to us about um, that God was going to build the church. But I want to walk through this for a minute because here's where Jesus, he comes in and he tells, he asks the disciples this question. He said, who do people say that I am? In other words, what are you hearing from everybody else outside? And they're saying, well, some are saying that you're a prophet. Some are saying you're John. Some are saying you're Elisha. Some are saying this. Some are. So they're, they're throwing out all the different peoples. Some say Jeremiah. They're, they're just giving all these examples of what people are saying. So that's the people that are not really in as connected to Jesus. But then... Jesus asked this question to the disciples, the disciples that are with him, the disciples that are, are, are walking with him and are spending time with him. He says, okay, that's who they say, but who do you say? Who do you say I am? Right here in this circle of people that, that we all hang out together, who do you say that I am? And when he asked that question, Peter answered, and he says, you're Messiah, you're the Christ, the anointed one, the son of the living God. So Peter, Peter has this answer, and this answer was bigger than Peter. Okay, Peter was a great disciple in a lot of things, and he was, he was messed up in a lot of things. When you look at the life of Peter, you see someone who was like, he's listed first almost any time they're talking about the disciples. And Peter and John and, and Peter, and, you know, I mean, he's just, he's very well known as a disciple in the scripture. He was very well known in bringing the gospel, not only to Jews in Acts 2, but to the Gentiles. And so there's all these things about Peter, but Peter was also the one who uh, denied Jesus. He was also the one when, 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 when Jesus was talking on the, up on the mountain and there's this whole, you know, Moses and them come down and, and, and Peter starts throwing out his ideas. Hey, let's build a monument. And this is when a voice comes from heaven and says, Peter, shh. Basically, that's how I interpret it. What it really says is, Peter, listen. Listen. So that, this is the Peter we're talking about. But Peter here, he answers the question and Jesus was pleased with the answer, because Jesus said to him, you're blessed, Simon. 
And you're not just blessed because you got the right answer. You're blessed on how you got the right answer. Because the right answer wasn't just head knowledge. It says this. Uh, you're blessed I am because my Father in heaven revealed this to you. You did not learn it from any human being. So here's, here's Peter. He has this revelation from God. This was a divine revelation. And I don't know if you ever have really felt and sensed a divine revelation. But a divine revelation is something that God just drops to you. And you just know, like, God has spoken to me. It wasn't anything that came from a human. It wasn't anything that came from just some book. It was a divine revelation that God deposited into you. And that's what happened here with Peter. And then he goes on to say, now I say to you, Peter, which means rock, upon this rock, and upon this revelation that Peter has, Upon this rock, Jesus says these words, I, who is that referring to? Jesus, will build my, who is that referring to? Jesus, church. I will build my church. And then he goes on after that and he says, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. So here's what he's saying. Peter, look, I'm not building my church on some person. I'm not building my church on, on some great platform of any. I'm building my church on the fact that it's, it's Jesus, the son of the living God, that it's all about him. And he's the one. Jesus is the one that says, listen, I will build my church. And I'm building on that foundation that has nothing to do with anybody else. It is Jesus. It is the rock of that revelation that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is our way. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is. Jesus is. That's, that's, that's the revelation. That Jesus is the son of the living God. So, so now you follow me so far? Then he says this. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Then he says, then he sternly warned the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Now let's go to verse 21. Now we're going to go a little bit deeper into this. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem. And that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders. The leading priest and the teacher of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. Now, this is what happened after he says this. He says, listen, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to die. I'm going to be killed. This is, this is the plan. And Peter, who just had a revelation from God, right? So he's like walking in the anointing, what people would say, right? He has had a revelation. Now, you know what he does? He pulls Jesus aside. He's like, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus, over here, please. And this is what it says. He began to reprimand him. Listen, I'm just going to tell you something. If you ever have an idea of reprimanding Jesus, can I just tell you, just stop right there. Just don't take it any further. Don't take it any further. But Peter, he's like, Jesus, come here. You're in trouble. Sit down. Now I'm adding to it because that's how it sounds when you say reprimand. But he's like, Jesus, he says, listen, I'm going to, he's going to reprimand him for saying such things. 
He said, heaven forbid, Lord, this will never happen to you. That's Peter. Right? Peter went from this revelation of, oh, you're Jesus, you're Christ, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, man, that's, that's a revelation. And the, and the plan is that I'm going to go and I'm going I'm to die, but I'm going to raise again. Excuse me, that's where it stops. Come here. And then he reprimands him and he says, this will never happen. So here's Jesus' response. Jesus turned to Peter and said, ready for this? Get away from me, Satan. Could you imagine Peter? Like, oh, are you, did you just call me? What? Satan? Really, Jesus? Oh, you're going to go there? Could you imagine? He says, get away from me, Satan. Then he goes on to say, you are a dangerous trap to me. He's telling Peter, you're dangerous. Get away from me. One translation says, get thee behind me, Satan. Can you imagine? You know, the other, if the other disciples, they were like, Peter is in so much trouble. Because <laughs> you know if you were a disciple, you, you would just love to just watch that. Jesus, he just called him Satan. Did you hear that? He called Peter Satan. But he said, what? Get thee behind me. Now, it wasn't until last night at whatever time in the morning or early, early this morning that I realized, you know what? If you're behind him, you can follow him. If you try to lead him, you're off. So basically, he's saying, Peter, get back here, buddy. (laughs) I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. Follow me. Don't try to get up here. And he tells them why. You're, you're seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Because if you're out front, you're just looking from you. When you're behind, then you can begin to see things as God sees it. God will begin to lead you. God will begin to show you. But it has to be this place of you deciding to follow. So even as a believer, here's Peter who heard from God, had a revelation but shortly after was wanting to do his own thing again and just felt like it doesn't make sense to me, so that's not going to happen. And Jesus said, actually, it is. Get behind me. Back up. I got this. So that's, that's kind of where, where it is. So he says, you're a dangerous chap. You're only seeing things from a human point of view. Then Jesus says to his disciples, and this is where we're going to spend the next few minutes here. If any of you wants to be my follower. In other words, if you want to follow me, this is what needs to happen. You must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. In other words, a lot of translations say it this way. You need to deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. I looked up what that word deny means, and it means this, to affirm that one has no acquaintance or connection with someone. In other words, you're, you're taking all connection with yourself out. Because I'm, I, I, I really believe that sometimes some of, our, some of our biggest struggles still have to do with us being connected to us. 
it still has a lot to do with us just connecting to us. The way we see ourselves, we don't see ourselves the way we should. The way we understand God's love sometimes, we get it mixed up because we get confused with how we see love in a practical world around us. There's a lot of things that if we could just, if we could just get past us, it would do so much. If we could just not, not allow the enemy to lie to us about us or allow ourselves to lie to us about us and let what God says about us be us, but all the things that we feel, all the things that we're so attached to in us to just be able to deny that. To be able to deny anything. And then it also says another one is to forget oneself, lose sight of oneself and one's own interest. So in denying yourself, you're saying, you know what? It's not about me. Your walk with God, really, it's not about you. It's about him. And, and again, if you're following him, you don't have to know how to get there. You don't, have to, you don't have to have the path. You don't have to see everything. You just trust. You just trust and you believe, on, you believe in him. A lot of places in scripture where it talks about believing, it's saying it, that means to trust. When Jesus was doing miracles and people asked him, how, you know, what do we need? We want to see those miracles. What can we do? What works, how, what works can we do? What, what works, how did you do all that? And, and here's what Jesus answers. He said, listen, the only work that you need to do is believe in the one that, he's, that God has sent. In other words, trust in Jesus. Choose today that, you know what, it's his way. And, and I'm, I'm going to, I'll say this very carefully, but can I tell you, even here at this church, don't just trust what people say. You get to know God. Because churches get it wrong too. They do. You're thinking right now, so is this one wrong? <laughs> we may have missed it at times. We're human. But can I tell you what? If we're following Jesus, we'll never be wrong. If it's all about Jesus, we won't be wrong. If we allow our interpretations of Jesus or our interpretations of things to change from what it genuinely really is, then we get off. But sometimes that's part of it because we interpret it based on how we think. But following Jesus means, Jesus, show me, you show me. You show me. You, you help me see what it means to truly follow you. But it does require that we deny ourselves and we, we take up our cross. Now, even taking up our cross, you know, back then for Jesus to say that in the Jewish tradition, the cross was a very agonizing thing to think about. Jesus died on the cross. There was a lot of, I mean, that's, it was very agonizing. It was, it, was a, it was a horrific way that people died. And that's in the thought process is, is if I just make it real simple for you, is you know what, sometimes in our journey when you're going to deny yourself, you're going to take up your cross, there's going to be times it's going to be difficult. There's going to be time it's going to be painful. And I don't mean that in a way that God doesn't help us and God doesn't strengthen us. 
But the Bible is very clear that, that Christians will suffer persecution. It says it. Straight out in Timothy, it says, if you want to live a godly life. How many of you want to live a godly life? Well, here's the promise for you. You ready for it? If you want to live a godly life, you will suffer persecution. Once again, never get an amen on that second part. <laughs> Preach it, pastor. You know what? But it's true. There's part of that to say, and, and some of that battle, some of that difficulty that you face is just yourself. Because when you deny yourself, yourself wants to fight back. Have you ever tried to deny yourself something that your body's used to leading, your body's used to having, and then you decide, nope, no more? You ever fasted? I remember I went on a fast one time, and, 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 and I felt like, you know, it was, I think I, I think it ended up, a fa I fasted a week. And day one, and my body was talking. It was like, hold up, brother, did you forget something today? Yeah, we're down here, like, struggling. Day two, it's getting more mad. Oh, you know what? I'm going to send you the biggest headache until you get me something. That's how, that, that, your body does that. Your body does that. And it's going to be when you deny yourself and all your ways and think about, I just want to, I want God to speak to me. I want to know what he, what he says. You deny yourself and you're, you're willing to say whatever it takes, even the pain that comes with it, I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm going to embrace pain. I'm going to embrace difficulty when those struggles come. I know God is with me. I know I'm going to walk through it. I know I'm going to be victorious, but I'm, I'm going to make it. And even in those moments when it hurts, in those moments when it's difficult, I'm going to press on because it's, I'm following him. And in order to follow him, I have to deny myself all of my ways. And I have to take up his cross and know no matter what it is, no matter what suffering comes my way, I'm following Jesus through it all. I'm following him. That, that's, that's the path that we take to know even in the difficult moments, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to follow him. Romans 8, verse 14. Look at this scripture. It says, for all who are led, which means we're being led, which means we're followers. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So if, if the Spirit is leading us, then we're following, right? The word led there in the Greek is ago, A-G-O. That's the word. That's also the root word for Agon, which actually means suffering. It, it, it's, a, it's a suffering. And when you look at what that root word is, even how it's used there is, have you ever, um, well, let's say, how many have a dog? You, you have a big dog. Okay. Yeah, like when I say big, I mean like big. If you, got a little, if you can carry it like this, don't raise your hand. That's not... <laughs> Well, compared to a hamster, it's big. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. A big dog. I see, I've seen people in our neighborhood walk their dog, and I've seen people in our neighborhood dog walk their owners. <laughs> and, and sometimes, and even when I've walked our dog, and our dog's kind of medium size, 
But even our dog, if, if, if there's another animal or a rabbit or a cat or something runs, then Coco, she's, she's going. And, and I have to pull and lead her and get her back saying, no, you're not going over there. You're not going over there. And you know what? Sometimes it's a little bit painful for her because she's running this way and I'm pulling this way. And every now and then you might hear, right. Well, it actually doesn't sound anything like that. I don't, whatever the sound is, it's a high-pitched dog sound. And, um, and you hear it. Well, sometimes when we're being led, sometimes if, though denying our flesh can be difficult. And there are times where we want, we, we know down deep, we want to do the right thing. But there are times when our flesh is really working and we're struggling and sometimes the Lord is just, we need a, if we're following him, he will lead us. And sometimes it's going to be that, ugh, everything in me wants to react. Everything in me wants to get them back. Everything in me wants to make them pay. And the Lord is leading us to forgiveness. The Lord is leading us to move, move healthy. So there are going to be times in following that we have to deny ourselves. And then we take up our cross, no matter, what, no matter what we bear, we go after it. And we just follow. We follow him. And to, be a dis- and to follow means this, to follow one who proceeds. In other words, to join him, to accompany him, to join one as a disciple, to become or be a disciple. So in other words, Chris, if you'll stand up for a minute. And all I want you to do is just follow me. Don't worry about that. If- there's an emergency. We got other radios. All right. All right. Just follow me. That's all you got to do. Right? You don't have to know where we're going. You just follow. Right? See there? That's all it is. Is that, was that difficult? No. No. Okay. Thank you. Good answer. <laughs> really? Following Jesus? That's all it is. God, I choose to follow you. Wherever you lead me, I'll follow you. If he leads you over here, follow. What does he say in Psalms 23? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me where? Yeah. He leads you to good places. The journey may have bumps and you may have stuff along the way, but God will lead you to your destination. The place he has for you, he'll lead you there. You don't have to fight. You don't have to have it all figured out. I mean, I love that about Jesus. You know, pastor in this church, following Jesus, it's awesome. Because can I tell you, I don't have to know everything. People ask me, what are you going to be doing? What's your 10-year plan? Follow Jesus. What's your, what are you going to be doing in seven years at Thrive? Embracing people, encouraging people, equipping and empowering people, just doing whatever the Lord leads us to do. Could I come up with a great plan? No. <laughs> Could I come up with a plan? Sure. Could I dream all these big dreams? I could. But what? What if, part of my, what if part of my dreams are good, but they're not God? 
then what does it, what does it do? Nothing. It doesn't do anything. Now let's finish, let's finish that passage. Verse 25 says, if you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, my sake you'll save it. And what, ben- what do you benefit if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in, in the glory of his Father, and he will judge all people according to their deeds. And I tell you the truth, standing here right now, and there are some standing here right now who will not die before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So he finishes by saying this. If you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you let go of it, you're going to find it. You're going to find true life when you let go of yours. You know what that says? Your life You're going to lose it. Following Jesus, you're going to find it. You're going to find life. Because that's the whole reason Jesus came. Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. But you're only going to find it when you choose to follow him. There's an old song, and I'm not going to sing it. We're going to close. But there's an old song that I grew up singing. And if you've ever heard it, you'll know. It says, I have decided to follow Jesus. Then it says it again. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. Then it says this, no turning back. No turning back. And when we sang it, you actually did that little gesture. No turning back. Then it says this, the world behind me, the cross before me. And the third verse part is, though none go with me, still I will follow. If I'm the only one following Jesus, then I'm the only one finding life. Because it is only through him. It's only through him. 1 Corinthians 11.1, Paul says this, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Can I tell you, even if you Follow people. If people ain't following Christ, stop following them. I tell people all the time, if something happens to me and somehow I mess up, get on some other path, y'all roll out of here. Because you should only follow here what's going on here if we're following Christ. Because if you're following me and I'm following Christ, then guess who you're really following? Christ. So as... As, as leaders, business people, family, doesn't matter. If you follow Jesus, then everybody following you is following Jesus. Makes a difference. It makes a difference.